Welcome to On Texas Football Saturday edition. Alongside me is Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com, also the author of Thinking Texas Football. Paul went to the presses with that edition last night, said he pulled an all-nighter. Uh, so congratulations to Paul. Um, it'll be coming out on shelves and or Amazon slash uh, all the other uh, smash words and other available options uh, that he'll have. He does it each and every year. Paul, tell a little bit of people a little bit about Thinking Texas Football and then what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So Thinking Texas Football, this is the 11th edition. It's the preeminent Texas Longhorn and Big 12 preview. Uh, the final Big 12 preview. Uh, we added four more teams, and I swear to God that writing up 14 teams uh, analytically and, and, and entertainingly almost killed me. One correction, Bobby, it has not gone to press yet. Uh, it's going to be out in about four or five days, give or take. Uh, you know, I got to do some copy editing and some other graphical stuff as well. So uh, it'll be in your hot hands soon. And uh, I'm really excited to get it to you. It's going to be over 55,000 words. And I think it's the best one I've ever done. And and you're already, here's the issue. You're already taking all-nighters if it's only four. I thought you said you were done because of the all-nighters, Paul. But uh, hey, let, today we want to talk as part of that uh, in, in Big 12 preview. All the Big 12 uh, all-conference teams and team rankings came out. You and I try, want to take a little bit different tact on this. And one of the things I always like to look at in preseason magazines, or I used to whenever those things were actually a little bit better uh, and more precise like what you're doing, um, is, is really try to gauge position strength uh, per team and really who the top of the conference is, because it's not necessarily, and you and I both agree with this, it's not that you have an all-conference all guy and the next guy doesn't. Sometimes there are two or three guys at a single position that are all in kind of that first top edge, and then you step down a rung and another rung, and you just want your guys to be on the top end of that edge, right? Yeah, uh, no some which way. Um, so let, let's start and just take the offense today and talk about who we feel like the top three at each position are. Uh, now, this doesn't mean necessarily – like at quarterback, I'm sure Jalen Daniels, you would agree that he's probably the top returning quarterback. I agree. Uh, do you agree, Paul? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, also, I think it's probably important we provide that this is not an NFL draft board. Yes. This is college efficacy. Uh, fellow Kansas quarterback, Todd Reesing, not an NFL quarterback, was never going to be an NFL quarterback. Very effective college quarterback. So think in that vein. Yep. Uh, and want to say this, uh, you know, we can look at this, but Jalen Daniels may not have a guy behind him that would make their QB room look as good as Texas's does. But from an efficiency standpoint, to your point, uh, he would definitely put uh, KU at the top. Who are the ones after him that are in that grouping that you think are really the, in the top two or three uh, of the conference? Well, just one thought on Kansas, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm so steeped and mired in this, Bobby, that I'm, I'm going to be Mr. Well-Actually guy in this podcast, but they do have Jason Bean. And Jason Bean was approached in the portal by several FBS schools telling him, you could be the starter here if you'll transfer out. Uh, Bean was pressed into action. He was the transfer from North Texas. He's entering his sixth year. He was pressed into action for Jalen Daniels and did a good job. He's also a 10-400 meters guy. A lot of people don't realize that. 
And he showed that on a couple of long runs last year. So I love that room in totality, but I also like Jalen Daniels sort of headlining it. As for Texas, we love the room. Quinn Ewers, though, frankly, if we're just being honest, is not as proven as some of the other assets in the Big 12. Uh, and that can be players as, frankly, somewhat schizophrenic as Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma. Uh, we see his deficiencies on every Saturday when they play a good defense, Bobby. Uh, he's 5'11". Uh, he struggles with inaccuracy. But here's a fact. He has never been below 154 in his passer efficiency rating. Over 38 starts uh, in total of three seasons as a starter. So as much as he can be up and down and drive to Oklahoma fans crazy and drive other fans crazy, the fact is he's mobile and he hits deep balls. And that makes up for a lot of other uh, mistakes in college football. So I think Dylan Gabriel probably is in that group. I think you also have to look at Will Howard. I mean, holy cow. Talk about you don't, you know, I think William Goldman, the screenwriter, once said no one really knows anything. Well, when it comes to Will Howard, no one really knows anything, Bobby. His own coaching staff went out and, and tried to get a quarterback to replace him because they thought he sucked. Uh, he had been terrible as a thrower his first two years at Kansas State. And then he wins the starting job over Taylor Martinez or pardon, Adrian Martinez uh, about halfway through the season. And he ends up throwing 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he's just money on the deep ball. 6'5", 245, very difficult to, to handle when he gets outside the pocket because he's stronger than your nickel blitzer and he's faster than your defensive lineman. Uh, I think Will Howard is going to be a huge asset for, for Kansas State this year. Also, from a statistical standpoint, He's not going to put up the big numbers, right? But within the context of their offense and what they're trying to do, Will Howard is an invaluable asset. What about the guy out at Texas Tech? I, he's going to put up some big numbers, right? Yeah, Tyler Shuck is going to put up big numbers because of the volume uh, attached to that Kitley offense. Also, he's been good. He's 12-4 and four as a starter in college. He was a starter at Oregon uh, before injury. Uh, he's been a, an 8-1 starter at Tech for any game that he started and finished. Now, that's the key caveat. He's been pretty injury prone, despite being 6'5", 230, big hoss. Uh, but Tyler Shuck has improved as a passer, and I think he's starting to understand what Zach Kitley wants in that offense. Don't think, just do. Make the pre-snap read, get the ball out, and then let's line up and do it again. Uh, he's also an effective runner, Bobby. In the Ole Miss bowl game where they hammered Ole Miss, uh, he had 25 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, Tech was definitely in win the ball game mode. They're not going to do that with him much this year. They want to preserve him. But Tyler Shuck definitely deserves mention. All right. Uh, so you're really your top three, Jalen Daniels, Kansas. Will Howard, Kansas State. Yeah. Who are you going with third, Paul? I mean, I, the homer in me wants to say yours because of how I project him. If you're looking at known assets, Dylan Gabriel. Uh, good, and, good and bad. But if you want to project upside, let's go Quinn Ewers all day. I'm, I'm good with either one. <laughs> I got you. All right, running back's a little bit different. This is an interesting group. Uh, there's no B. John Robinson in it, no Brees Hall. Um, you know, it's a running back by committee, even at uh, the teams that have the best ones, it looks like right now. Um, who are the Who's the group that you think has the strongest? Well, this league takes a considerable drop-off at running back, Bobby. Uh, last year, the Big 12 was full of NFL running backs. You had two on Texas, right? Bijan and Roshan. 
Uh, Roshan starts at 93% of other FBS programs. Uh, TCU, Kendra Miller, very underrated, uh, big play threat running back. Uh, and then you had guys like, of course, Deuce Vaughn, who everybody loves, nearly 2,000 yards from scrimmage last year for Kansas State. That level of quality is gone from the league, but you've got some pretty interesting duos. The one I want to actually start with is Kansas State. They get a guy, uh, DJ Giddens, who was the relief for Deuce Vaughn as a true freshman. Giddens is 210 pounds. He averaged 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, he had six rushing touchdowns. In the Sugar Bowl against Alabama, he had a 30-yard run, a 36-yard catch, and he totaled over 100 yards from scrimmage. He's a player. They're going to pair him with Treshawn Ward from Florida State. If you're not a big fan of ACC football, I'll forgive you, but Treshawn is a very good scat back. He led the ACC in yards per carry at 6.7, uh, ran for over 600 yards, splitting time with Trey Benson, who is a very high-level running back for Florida State. Apparently, he wanted some NIL money. Florida State wasn't interested in paying it. Uh, Kansas State uh, was interested and now the Kansas State Wildcats have a pretty good running back duo. It's not Deuce Vaughn. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. These guys are good. And I think they're going to be one of the, the Big 12's best duos. What other groups do you think uh, have some talent behind them? Baylor has some guys. Uh, Richard Reese had a great freshman debut, uh, rushed for over 100, uh, 900 yards. And despite being every bit of 5'9", 175 pounds, he's actually really good between the tackles and, and running outside zone. He's fearless, very very courageous runner. In fact, he had a couple of 30-yard, 30-carry, uh, I should say, plus games for Baylor. Uh, inadvisable. I hope Dave Aranda eases up on his pitch count this year a little bit. But Reese is going to be the headliner. Then they brought in Dominic Richardson from Oklahoma State. Uh, Richardson's a pretty decent power runner. He ran for seven touchdowns. He was OSU's leading rusher last year. That said, a little bit of a jag. Not super explosive. But interestingly, Bobby, Every time Baylor played Oklahoma State, Dominic Richardson had his best game of the year. So Dave Aranda thinks Dominic Richardson's amazing. Uh, the rest of the Big 12, you know, just thinks he's a guy. They'll use him to, to spell Reese. And then they've got Quaylon Jones, uh, who's about 5'10", 240. He's a good short yardage runner. He can actually catch the ball as well. When he comes through the hole, he's basically a helmet and some thighs. Uh, he's not easy to bring down. So that's a nice little trio for Baylor. Don't sleep on those guys. Uh, KU, Devin Neal, obviously one of the top backs in the country. All right, maybe the country, uh, but certainly in the conference. Uh, he was preseason all Big 12. Uh, OU has a couple guys that I know you like. Texas has some guys. Where, where do you see that third group coming from? I would probably go with Kansas and Devin Neal just because he's more proven than our running back room uh, and more than OU's running back room. Although I love what I saw of Gavin Sawchuk in the Cheez-It Bowl against Florida. 15 carries, 100 yards, looked really good. Uh, they should have played him earlier in the year probably. But, you know, Eric Gray did a good job for them. He's now gone. Uh, Interesting, Paul. I'm just looking at this. At both quarterback and running back, KU and Kansas State in the top three at both positions. Yes. And, and as we get to other positions – You'll see KSU's deficiencies. When we talk defense, you'll see that they lost some guys. Uh, they also lost some key guys at wide receiver, but their offense is going to be good. Take, make no mistake. Kansas, Bobby, they don't have a lot of infrastructure guys. They've got skill guys. So if you like fantasy football teams, you like the Kansas Jayhawks. One thing about Devin Neal, Bobby, 
Uh, 17% of his carries went for 10 yards or more. And he averaged over six yards per carry. His backup, Daniel Hinshaw, rushed for six touchdowns. So Kansas has a good deep room. And I know it's hard for people to get their minds around that Kansas has arguably the second or third best group of skill guys in the Big 12, but they do. Interesting. All right, uh, before we go to wide receivers, Paul, please tell folks about our sponsor, Gabe Winslow. Well, some of these rankings are hard. This ranking ain't hard, Bobby. Gabe Winslow is numero uno in the state of Texas as a mortgage guy. He's been in the industry for over 20 years. He's got a law degree. He's a fervent and rabid Texas fan, but that's not why you should call him. You should call him because he's the best at what he does. He is not just a guy who's going to quote you mortgage rates. Any monkey can do that. What he's going to do is look at your situation and structure a deal that works for you. Reach out to him, 832-557-1095. Tell him that Paul and Bobby sent you. All right. Uh, thank you for doing that, uh, Paul. And thank you to Gabe for sponsoring the show. Uh, speaking with Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com. Paul, let's move on to wide receivers now. We're ranking the Big 12 uh, groups by position. Uh, Texas, I think, is the shoe-in favorite here, right? Not only is Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington back, but grabbing A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. Uh, then you have the youngsters, Jante Cook and uh, DeAndre Moore, as well as uh, Isaiah Naor, who's on the mend, the transfer in from Wyoming. I, I love this Texas room. I love the upgrades. And the upside of this room, it's top five nationally. I, I'm not going to say that they're, they're Ohio State good. Uh, I need to see that. But, man, the upside's huge. We talked about A.D. Mitchell. You saw what he is in the spring game. We've extolled his virtues. He's got to stay healthy, Bobby. He needs to lift this offseason. He needs to eat meals with the offensive line at least three times a week. And guys like him, these big greyhounds who are 6'4 and, and, you know, have 28-inch waists and, and 12 packs, they're grazers. They're not eaters. But A.D. Mitchell is going to be more uh, tough on the football field and have better armor if he can get his body weight over 200 pounds. Uh, we know what he can do potentially. Uh, Xavier Worthy, obviously uh, a drop-off from his incredible freshman year. Uh, he had an 11% drop rate, which is – no bueno. However, we found out after the season that playing with a broken hand might affect your ability to catch a football. Uh, it doesn't affect your ability to track a football. And that's where Xavier needs to get a little better. But you know what? Texas needs to get a little better and not use him necessarily as the deep threat. And I know that was also born out of necessity. So I'm not sliding Sark for that. Uh, but we know what Xavier is capable of. And one-on-one -on -one in space, he's the scariest dude in the Big 12. Make no mistake. And then finally, Jordan Whittington, you got a dude who caught 50 balls. He's bodied up. He's the best blocking receiver in the Big 12. Uh, his highlight reel isn't just catches, Bobby. It's driving defensive backs into the dirt and then standing over them and telling them about it. Uh, we're excited to get Jordan Whittington back. You mentioned the, the promising young freshman. We've all forgotten Isaiah Naor, baby. He was the A.D. Mitchell of last season. Uh, he impressed everyone at Texas. Not just his, his route running and his sophistication, but his size. Bobby, I had a buddy who uh, is a contributor, big alum, whatever. He went in to go visit the facilities. And he doesn't know the football team very well or much. Uh, he's just a guy that loves Texas. And he said, yeah, I ran into that uh, defensive end from Wyoming that transferred. Nayor. <laughs> he's not a defensive end. He's a wide receiver. And he went, oh, He's very big. And I was like, yeah, he is very big. So, look, we don't know if he's fully back. 
Uh, if he's 100% back, and I'm talking about he can cut, he can run, he's confident in his knee, the upside in the Texas wide receiver room is ridiculous. Got it. What about the other groups of the Big 12? Um, you, you know, you look around and I, again, KU comes up. I, yeah. I think their group, uh, Kansas State graduated heavily there. Yes. Uh, so you don't think them, Texas Tech. Uh, other other teams that you think are in that grouping at, at receiver? Brendan Presley is a all-conference pick at Oklahoma State. Which ones? Yeah, Oklahoma State, I don't I don't think much of their receiving core beyond Presley. Uh, and I think he's more of a familiar name than an outstanding player. He's good, don't get me wrong, but uh, he's like the fourth dude at Texas. Uh, Oklahoma, when's the last time we went through this and Oklahoma receivers weren't prominent? Uh, they've got a dude uh, in Farouk. They got a bunch of Jags besides him, and, and they need to find some solutions there quick or else that Levy offense is, is going to fall apart a little bit without more outside threats for Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Kansas keeps coming up, Bobby, and I hate to do this, but you've got guys like Skinner. You've got guys like Luke Grimm. Luke Grimm dropped one pass last year. Uh, they are fantastic in Kansas's RPO game, and here's the deal. All three of their starting guys – are above average. And what that means collectively is they can kind of find and hunt your mismatch. And then when you've got Jalen Daniels and this really sophisticated RPO game, and they know where to go, they know where to find leverage in your defense. Those guys are just hard to beat. And so they would be in my top three. And I'd say rounding it out, and this is an interesting perspective, and it's, it's asymmetrical, and that's the word that defined Texas Tech last year using asymmetrical tactics to win games they should not have won based on their talent. And that is they've got a receiving core with six guys, Bobby, that are all eh, average to good. But what Zach Kittley's going to do with these guys, he's got three guys that are between 6'4 and 6'5, 215 plus, right? Jaron Bradley, uh, uh, Loke Finoji, guys like that, right? And then he's got three guys who are little water bugs or have great run after the catch ability. And that's guys like their converted running back uh, that whose name escapes me at the moment because I pulled an all-nighter. Uh, but Miles also, Price. Uh, sorry, Miles Price. Miles Price is that one? Xavier White actually. Okay. Miles Price is their slot and the, the steadiest dude. He's their Brendan Presley, uh, but he's the guy that kept getting open over the middle of the field and getting six yards on fourth and two against Texas. Might want to cover that guy, Pete. Uh, but what Tech is going to do is run hockey line shifts at pace with a volume passing attack. Their big guys are going to try to body you up. Their little guys are going to run all over the field laterally and vertically. And what they're going to do is wear out your defensive backs. And so Tech collectively has a good wide receiver room and a good wide receiver strategy. Individually, eh, Jaron Bradley and Miles Price are probably the best two. They're not exceptional, uh, but collectively Texas Tech's wide receivers can be a real, real problem for you. Interesting. Uh, those are the top three then Texas, KU, Texas Tech. Probably. Uh, we'll see. There could be some interesting entrance to that, but eh, those are the three that look the best. Texas by far, number one. All right. Uh, tight ends. Uh, Longhorns, again, uh, should be in there probably with JT Sanders. Gunnar Helm also coming back as well. Uh, other guys that, that have it, I like the big H-back type that they listed as a fullback uh, for Kansas State, Ben Sonat. He's, he's a tight end 
uh, all the way. Um, other other teams there? Yeah, Ben Sanat is a pure inline tight end. He's 6'4", 245. Beautiful, soft hands down the seam. Uh, capable blocker, fine, kind of like JT Sanders, like willing, uh, can be better. Here's the deal with Sanat, Bobby. When I looked at his numbers, 31 catches, 447 yards, four touchdowns. Good. That totally belied his game impact in big games. Every time I looked up at a big game, like when they beat OU, that guy was catching a 28-yard ball down the seam, and it always was on third and 11, right? He just was that guy. And with Kansas State losing Malik Knowles, with them losing the very underrated Cade Warner, who was a wonderful route runner, uh, they do bring back Phillip Brooks, but I think Ben Sinat's going to catch 50-plus balls this year, Bobby. I, I think he's going to be a dude, uh, and I think uh, – the Big 12 is going to be very favorably impressed with what he does, and he's not a fullback. Uh, the other group would be, ah, you got Fairchild at KU, right? The big 265-pound baby Huey who has a knack for getting down the field. Uh, he, he got loose on Texas a couple of times now. Don't underestimate that guy. Uh, I like Fair, uh, Fairchild a lot. Uh, he's actually, weirdly, as I delve into all the minutia from writing this preview, he's actually a very good pass blocker. He's not a great run blocker, but he's a good pass blocker. And so he creates. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. To take, you know, downfield to, to Skinner and, and, and those guys. So interesting mention on that. And then we've got, uh, who else do we have at tight end, Bobby? Anyone else? I, Texas Tech, I, I think, has uh, Baylor Cup, the A&M transfer, uh, as well as Mason Tharp. Um, they may not have the numbers because they don't necessarily focus on their tight ends, but I certainly think that, to your point, when they go big, they they could go big with two tight ends and those or a tight end and those three guys, those three receivers, and all of a sudden they get big. But I, look, I think Sanat and uh, Jatavian Sanders probably the class of the Big Twelve overall, but not a position that's going to necessarily decide the Big Twelve either. Hey, one guy I do need to mention uh, because he's he's one of these in the weeds dudes. You'll learn about uh, if, when you buy this preview. Uh, not to sell it too hard here, but. Uh, BYU has a six foot six, 260 pound tight end named Isaac Rex. Uh, actually, no, I just completely blank. I just completely messed that up. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Good heavens. Sorry, pulled an all nighter, but this guy has 21 career passing, uh, a career receiving touchdowns. So if he's healthy, he's going to be a factor for them. Uh, and then I also, one thing, what do you think about Austin Stogner? For Oklahoma, he returns from a little dalliance with uh, South Carolina. Uh, he was good in 2020. I think he got injured. He hasn't returned to form. Six foot six guy. Is he a guy that's going to be good again, or is his time sort of past, Bobby? I think he's. I think he's plausible. Like I, I think he's better than what they what they played with generally. Braden Willis played there a little bit too last year. Yeah. Um, he is a catch first tight end. Um, so that that 
is interesting because that's not necessarily what Jeff Levy's offense uses. No. Um, they like hey, the guy. Very quickly, the, the BYU guy's name is Isaac Rex. I shouldn't doubt myself here. Uh, but holy cow, man. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I didn't know BYU had a tight end that had, done, had 21 TD catches. He may be at the top of the list as well, far as, you know. Hey, two minutes ago, I didn't know BYU had a tight end either, Bobby. And then I remembered. Yep. Hey, let's go to offensive line because I think this is one that this is one that more portends the true strength of the conference, in my opinion, and why people to your point, you can have the 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 skill people, but if you don't have the line, what do you really have? Right. Um BYU with a possible all-American uh Samoan kid, uh, Kingsley Sumaitea, uh, Texas, bringing back all five starters. Kansas State, led by Cooper Beebe. Uh, they've got a good line. Your, your thoughts on, on that group and where you think Texas necessarily fits into that group? Yeah, let's talk Kansas State because Texas will be interesting to discuss. Um, Kansas State returns five starters. And I'll tell you what. Do you want to understand why Kansas State, which I think they have an average recruiting ranking over the last four years, a 59th in the country? That's right around Cal and Colorado. Uh, if, you're, if you're checking, Kansas State won the Big 12. Cal and Colorado, uh, not very good at football. So, But one of the ways that, that Chris Kleiman makes up some of that talent gap, of course, he's very good at identifying and developing that talent, is – he gets 23 and 24-year-olds on his offensive line to play against 20-year-olds, and that really helps. Kansas State has three six-year starters. Uh, I mean, six-year players who are starting. Uh, and then, of course, you mentioned Cooper Beebe. That guy's got 35 lifetime starts. He's a fifth-year player. He is outstanding. He's 330 pounds, Bobby, and he pulls like a 280-pound guy. Uh, he is a savage on the move, and he's a road grader if you just want to fire out on inside zone. On the on right next to him is a guy named KT Leviston. KT is really interesting, uh, and I have a friend who coached KT uh, in high school, so it's been really fun to follow his development. KT came out of a, a good Waco Midway program, and at Kansas State, he is proof that you've got to be patient with offensive linemen. Uh, he was sort of a spot starter, role player, you know, got some snaps guy, and he was barely replacement level, Bobby. And then last year. He played over 900 snaps, got 14 starts. And you know what? He's on NFL draft boards right now. Uh, he just improved incrementally every, every season, slightly, slightly, slightly. Now he's going to be a guy that's going to pair with Cooper Beebe. That's going to be an imposing left side. Uh, if, you, if you want any scouting reports, Texas to, uh, Longhorn or, or even Big 12 defensive coordinators, Kansas State's going to run left. Uh, <laughs> heads up on that one. So Kansas State probably headlines uh, the offensive line group. One thing, they do have a little bit of weakness, Bobby. They're not a great pass-protecting group. And they're not a great pass-protecting group on obvious passing downs. That's why it's nice that Will Howard's 6'5", 245, and runs around uh, like a 4'7", guy back there. So that's going to help them. Texas is interesting, Bobby, because I really like what we bring back at tackle, obviously. Kelvin Banks, he's going to be the best tackle in the Big 12, in my opinion. Uh, he's a top five uh, tackle nationally. Uh, his grading last year was remarkable. We're talking about a guy who went against Will McDonald uh, and Aduke Uzamoa at Kansas State and freaking Will Anderson. You know what? None of those guys got a sack. 
Uh, and I think he pretty much was even against McDonald and Anderson. I think he kind of handled Anaduke Ozamoa, like to a degree that Kansas State fans were a little bit uncomfortable. Like, why is this 18, 19 year old guy doing this to our first round NFL draft pick? Christian Jones, the talk about a KT Leviston from Kansas State trajectory, right? The much maligned Christian Jones for his first two years as a starter, always a plus run blocker, really struggled to pass block. He still will give up inside moves to quick pass rushers, but he really improved as a pass blocker, Bobby. And he's at times a dominant run blocker. Uh, 6'6", 330, mobile, flat stomach. They don't just issue these dudes out at a dollar general. Uh, <laughs> Christian Jones, he looks the part now. The interesting part to me for Texas is inside. Do you play your hand of three returning starters and just count on them to incrementally improve strength and conditioning, learning the offense? I'm talking about Jake Majors at center, Cole Hudson at left guard, and of course, uh, we've got Hayden Connor at right guard. Or do you press your advantage and try to find better groupings in that interior because that interior was the weakness of the offensive line and they do need to improve uh Hayden Connor you know did not play great overall uh particularly struggled against Bama if you watch that game uh Jake Majors very good pass protector struggled particularly against big nose tackles he's good against a, an even four-man front he's good at going and tracking down linebackers or helping on the double team sometimes he struggled with the big boy uh, in run blocking and then Cole Hudson pressed into action as a true freshman, played with a hurt shoulder all year, so we don't really know his true potential. That said, if you think Cole Hudson is a better center than Jake Majors, you also need DJ Campbell to play at what you think is a better level at guard by moving over Cole Hudson. Also, Cam Williams is an X factor. We know that guy is going to play for Texas at some point. Do you want to get him in the mix at guard? You know, all six foot seven, six, six, three fifty of them. I don't know, Bobby. I, I'm so I'm framed the issue. What do you want to do with that interior? Because I'm sold on the on the tackles. I, you know, I think it's wait and see. Um, I don't see. I will say this. I don't see them making a change at center this year. Okay. I know people are saying, oh, they're going to try this and going to try that. The guy touches the ball every time mm. in every game. And uh he hasn't been bad, uh, hasn't necessarily always been good either, but that experience means a lot. I mean, he's making calls. I mean, nobody else is going to have made as many calls as him in the entire conference. No. Um, and so, and by calls, I mean protections. Um, so, look, I, I feel like that's just tough. I do think DJ Camel, Cam Williams, and, and Neto Omiozulu give Texas a group at guard that, that their backups on paper may be better than their starters inherent and the incumbents on From paper, a pure talent perspective on, on paper. Yes. That doesn't mean they're the better choices. So I, I think what Texas is going to try to do is, is get a lot of people playing time early in the year um, and try to see what comes of it. Uh, because right now uh, they've got to find out what they have in Cam Williams, Neto, as well as DJ Campbell. What other, what other lines for you, Paul, uh, besides uh, those two, Kansas State and uh, uh, Texas, BYU maybe? Yeah, uh, BYU's up there. They, they did a decent job in the portal getting some guys in. They actually got a guy 
from their arch rival, Utah, to come over to be their center. So I, I don't know the dynamics of how you make that work, but that's that's impressive. Uh, they do get Caleb ATN from Oklahoma State. If you read the inferior preview magazines, Bobby, they'll try to sell you as that. That's like a big get. Uh, Caleb ATN was was poor for Oklahoma State last year, and he got beat out in spring, and that's why he transferred. So eh, BYU may have a couple of really good dudes. But as a unit, they got a couple of guys that I think will be laggards. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Hey, we are Texas fans, so let's get back to Texas because I'm interested in this dynamic. Here's the Jake Majors defense. He's had 27 starts at center, to your point. Uh, He can also improve. We talked about incremental improvement, Christian Jones, KT Leviston. Uh, That's not out of the question. Also, would it be fair to say that whether they start in name or not, we need to get DJ Campbell, Cam Williams, all these, you know, NATO, 250 to 300 snaps this season, playing real football in every game, not only to find out what we have, but also to have these guys ready uh, and ca- frankly, keep them happy and, and out of the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's some value there, uh, especially as you relate to the portal, the bigger piece. Uh, I don't know the exact scale count snap count but i think we need to be able to judge them on game film uh Mm -hmm. eric and i talked about that uh it's hard to say that dj campbell is better than cole hudson um because only kyle flood really knows that to be fair right he's the one that sees him and grades him every day texas fans haven't seen dj campbell that much no um and so at the same time you you trust a guy like kyle flood because his job's on the line with that decision um, I do think they, they need to at least show that they're willing to make some rotations. And not, my understanding is they're going to try to rotate a little bit to try to keep some guys, not only give some younger guys some snaps and experience, but also to keep some legs fresher as the season wears on. Well, and, and even coaches who see them every day, Bobby, who played in the Big 12 title game? Yeah. TCU, who started Chandler Morris over Max Duggan. And Kansas State, who actively recruited a replacement over Will Howard. And Will Howard, of course, won the job and took him to the promised land. That's not a knock on Sonny Dykes or Chris Kleiman. The point is, you don't even know until you see them in game action. And so I think that's important. Final thought on that interior troika or that triangle that we need to upgrade or at least improve considerably. I'll say this. The one way not to play or get snaps at guard or center is give a free shot to an interior defensive lineman because you blow your assignment. If you give a free shot to a 300-pound defensive lineman on your starting quarterback, coaches will not play you. And I know fans are like, but he's 6'3", he's 330, he runs a 5040, he can bench 550. If he blows blocking assignments and gives free shots, his ass is on the bench. So that's just the reality of football, and every single football coach who's listening to this is nodding, saying, you're damn right. Got it. Uh, Paul Wadlington, InsideTexas.com. Uh, make sure sometime later this week or this next week, actually, uh, to pick up his uh, Thinking Texas Football preview. Uh, it is one of the uh, – it is the read, the definitive preseason read for Texas football and its opponents uh, for the coming season. For Paul Wadlington, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football's Saturday Conversation.